Hey, welcome back everyone. I'm Ishan Sharma and I'm back with another podcast episode. With me today, I have Harish Othekumar from the YouTube channel Curious Harish. He has his own YouTube channel and he also is working on a startup called As You Look Chatbots. And he is also running the largest one of the largest communities in India called as Clinify. And in this episode particularly, we went deep into talking about what all has changed in our lives. You know, he's a senior at my college. So we have already done a podcast episode back in January of 2020, where we talked a lot about our aspirations, what we want to do, our views on entrepreneurship, you know, making money and all that. And then uh, right now in this episode, we just compared what all has happened in this complete one year. I hope you'll enjoy this conversation. We talked about startups, about entrepreneurship, venture capital, relationships in college. Uh, I hope you'll enjoy this one. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel, like this video and share this video with a friend of yours. And now let's get into this podcast episode. All right, I think we're live. Hey everyone, welcome back to another podcast episode. I'm Ishan Sharma and with me, I have the one and only Harish Rutya Kumar. Hey bro, how are you doing there? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Today I have like, uh, first of all, it's been really amazing to see you grow and you know, the sort of journey that we've had in the last one year. So tell me a little bit about what that journey has been like for you, what all you've learned and uh, what is different right now for you in the, in, since the time that we first did a podcast episode. So for people that, are, that, that don't know what I'm talking about, basically, uh, he was the first guest on my podcast and that was really amazing. Uh, at that time, we had a, a really good chat. You can take a look at that too. But uh, the basic tagline of that, that I was able to take away is to create more content, keep sharing and all that. And that's what I took over. Uh, so yeah, tell me Harish, what, what has that journey been like for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we did the podcast in January. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as as I remember. Yeah. yeah. And since then, a lot of things changed, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like the first thing is I changed my niche. The ch- channel's niche changed a lot. And uh, B, I became a bit more mature in the way I produce content. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. let's talk about the first part, right? The niche. Um, earlier, I used to make business content, like, mm-hmm. you know, random tips about uh, running a yeah. business or uh, some new website that I found to make money. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, when I think about that type of content, I was like, hey, am I credible enough to give business advice? Yeah. Am I the next, am I like Kunal Shah? Am I like Sachin Bansal? that I'm sharing business advice, right? Because I don't want people to get, you know, out of the track just by listening to my advice. And for some reason, at one point, I was like self-doubting. I was thinking, hey, am I, you know, capable enough to give business advice? Is this really something I can do forever? And that business advice was very external. Um, It wasn't original enough, right? Because say, if I read a blog or something, I just made a video out of it. And uh, like, I didn't, I think I got like double digit views. And uh, when I was lucky, I got like triple digit views, but still there was this inner consciousness that said, uh, I don't think this is right. Um, you know, you can maybe be a, be a bit more original. And that's when I shifted to blogs. Uh, I think that happened at the yeah. beginning of this. The day yeah. on which we shot that podcast episode, that was the day yeah. that you released the a day in the life video of a That's mm-hmm. when your channel took off. That's when it all got yeah. started. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So vlog, vlog was like a very natural format. 
um it wasn't that i was preparing for this for the last one two months it was very spontaneous yeah. i just picked up my picked up my camera uh, went for classes filmed everything i saw on the way and edited it and put it up as a blog uh for some reason it got like the highest views i've ever gotten mm-hmm. and that's when i realized there's a lot of demand in this particular space right a lot of students wanting to know how colleges look like because websites like shiksha or websites like say coda they don't provide you the real experience when you see a video especially when you're holding the camera and walking it gives you like an immersive experience of how the college looks like and if you were to come to this college then what's what was the thing you can expect by reading a biased coda answer you can't sort of visualize what's going to happen <laughs> and i sure. think that's what striked out it was a original and b it was something that had a lot of demand people were searching for bits people were searching for bits coda and third um there wasn't wasn't a lot of competition right uh, this was yeah. an unexplored untapped space uh whenever you typed in bitscoa you'll see some stock images at max mm-hmm. and dopey rarely puts out a video you were telling about so, how you used to take a look at what other keywords that are ranking and it was like bitscoa fees bitscoa girls and all that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like earlier i used to care about these metrics about i went to google keywords and saw uh, you mm-hmm. know what are people searching for and i used that at the beginning but later on it was more of like an intuitive thing rather than you know looking at the analytics yeah um yeah. so i'm start making these videos crammed it up with keywords and somehow it worked uh like i've never like at that time i had never seen 10000 views right on on like one single video and i kept making these videos most of them were just uh, me and my friends filming around campus right so now the uh, centerpiece of this content was the bits campus Mm-hmm. it wasn't me people weren't watching because i harish was there in the video people were watching because bits was there in the video yeah. and i was like a supplement to sort of film it right so i was on the centerpiece and that's a very vulnerable position to be in because say tomorrow i graduate from bits there's no content left right and uh, you know uh, one of my friends raj i texted him and i was like hey dude my youtube is going really well and he said that's an illusion people are mm-hmm. watching because you're using the word bits goa and uh you know that's the word that's driving traffic what would you channel. say that about my own channel what i have been doing lately uh that's just no, a random question your, i just had in your case it's built around the personal brand so yeah, exactly. it doesn't really matter right mm-hmm. uh that's that's much much better because people are coming for ishan sharma they aren't coming because they're using this mic or because you have books in the background they're coming <laughs> to watch you yeah and uh, i had this doubt and i knew that this is not something sustainable uh and fortunately unfortunately covid happened because of which i came back home and once you come back home your centerpiece is lost mm-hmm. because until now i was banking on bits to make content that was my only source of inspiration that was my only source of filming and getting content right so i think i made almost every single possible piece of content on bits like i've covered the sports fields um, loan you know, and all that stuff you already covered yeah it was like majority of them were covered and at that time uh, there was this content deficit mm-hmm. uh, and i thought all right what next and that's when i thought you know there are a lot of people who like if you see some of the most popular people on youtube the content is not something that's you know um, striking uh, not everyone is like kc nicestad right yeah few people have just ideas they just express their ideas they just share their experiences mm-hmm. and that in itself is gold because I am a student I'm a 20 year old student and there are millions of 20 year olds in India there are millions of you know these gen z students in India and if I'm facing a particular problem then it's highly likely that 90% of them are going to face that 
And if I can provide my opinion, right? I'm not saying that I'm going to, uh, like, I'm not giving a lecture. I'm not saying this is something solidified. I'm just giving my opinion from my perspective. Then maybe that sort of relates with others and uh, they're able to sort of, you know, watch my content and relate to it. Uh, and that's when I started making it more of a personal thing rather than focusing on bits. So if you see my recent videos, I don't make it about bits. I yeah. make it about college in general. I make exactly. it about mm-hmm. the, uh, me in general, my experiences. And that's when I realized every time I use my, the word uh, MY or my experiences or how to make money, how I made money in college, something mm-hmm. like that, people used to click it more often because yeah. that's when they uh, knew what my experience was. That's when they knew what my perspective was. So slowly I pivoted to personal stuff so now if I don't go to bits ever, still people would watch me because they want to hear about my opinion. Mm-hmm. They want to hear about what's the new thing I'm up to, right? Yeah. And that gave me access to a wide yeah. variety of content because now I can diversify a lot. So now if you see my videos, it's very random. Like why I hate Zoom classes or uh, maybe, you know, doing a Q&A with Shreya Patter or Kunal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kunal Bushwa, so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it just helps you diversify your content a lot. And now people are coming because it's either me or a guest or it's something that I am doing and that's what's driving traffic. So I think that was quite a safe position to be in and it gave me access to, it just gives you like this, this independence of creating whatever you want to. Yeah. All right. I want to ask you uh, something that is sort of, sort of like an insider question and it's like, uh, you know, you have, you have already opened up YouTube studio. That's where we upload our videos. And instead of this, uh, this place, uh, many of you guys who are watching this video don't know, but we have this ranking of videos, which it tells you that these are this video that you, that you uploaded recently is number one out of the 10 videos that you've uploaded recently. And then it's like, okay, this video is not performing as well. It's like the 10 out of the 10 video that you have uploaded recently. So that sort of doesn't make me feel good about myself. And every single time I get this high of, oh my God, I got 2000 views in just four hours. I want to replicate this now. Has that happened to you? And like, what do you think about this whole uh, obsessiveness that that even I have had right now with, with YouTube and just creating videos just to get that high again? Because I really feel that once I have gotten that amount of views, I want to get it again because it, it withers away, right? It's like you do get that chart mm. that you see and then slowly it just, uh, you know, so that, how do you, how do you manage that situation? Mm-hmm. So in my case, what I've done is I've differentiated my audience, right? There are a set of people uh, who just, they're like the, I wouldn't say elite, they're like the top 1% people who watch my videos for the value that I'm giving. And then there are, there's this 99% uh, of people who just click on the video because maybe they like the title or because I use the word money, because I use the word freelancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the reason they are clicking. And I honestly don't care about the 99%. It's totally fine if they're getting value out of it. But I just want to make sure that that one person who's sticking with me for every single video watches it. So even if I'm making a video on a topic that's not clickbaity, that's and I can foresee that these videos are not going to perform well because I maybe did not use a very clickbaity title or maybe it's not about some sensational topic, right? But I still put it out because I know that that one person is going to benefit out of this video, right? Yeah. And uh, that's 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 pretty much it. So I just uh, don't care about the numbers anymore. It's totally mm-hmm. fine if I'm not getting crazy ad revenues or if I'm not getting rankings, especially the comparison feature. See, you can't 
measure the value a person is getting yeah like exactly that's that's that youtube cannot measure that mm-hmm. youtube can only measure views and the watch time and measuring the amount of value using views and watch time doesn't make sense right so yeah. i don't care about where my where my video ranks uh, based on the past 10 videos i just care about uh, what the comments are what's the feedback if mm-hmm. someone someone actually got impacted because of the exactly, video exactly but, that, but i still feel that, that i still feel that uh, let's say let's take an example of noah and if you compare his podcast with what i am doing right now so what he does is that he creates these amazing podcast episodes i enjoy watching what he has created and he puts a lot of effort into every single episode and what i do is that i record videos in 720p and it's like completely blurry and this is it's not the highly produced content and it still gets uh, seen by more eyeballs so we have we are in this era right now in which it doesn't matter how amazing it looks uh, i don't know like maybe that's the way I, i should frame it but like what do you think about this whole concept of the fact that your video doesn't have to be the best produced now over here like both have both have its pros and cons right uh, like if if i take an example of yours versus noah's channel maybe noah can get an amazing opportunity from netflix because of yeah. the production quality Mm-hmm. right but based on the youtube algorithm which supports consistency yours mm-hmm. would definitely win because yours has maybe a better watch time and maybe a better upload rate if someone is dealing with a niche audience then it's great for them like mm-hmm. as long as you're appealing to that audience uh so it just depends on you if you want to be niche if you want to be targeted or if you want to play with the masses mm-hmm. and as far as youtube is concerned uh, you know obviously people who post often usually win mm-hmm. all right So enough of that YouTube uh, talk that was something that not a lot of people would relate to now let's talk about something that's it's quite interesting what do you think about education and college in general do you think uh, that we in india might approach to a to a point at which a 17 year old can be like meko padhna nahi hai and i won't go to a college and i'll just use these resources available on the internet is that possible number one and if so when can we how how close are we to that year or that place in time So see I'm in my third year of college right and as I approach college I'm not sure I'm in electronics but I'm not interested in electronics yeah exactly so I would say if I were to pursue electronics then bits would have been a great choice mm-hmm. like the amount of efforts teachers put in to teach you softwares or maybe to teach concepts is phenomenal and that's going to definitely help you if you you know go out there and work for AMD or Nvidia amazing but if for someone who's interested in building software i don't think this would be the right position to be in right mm-hmm. uh for example if like it all depends if it's say biotechnology then obviously you need lab facilities you need crazy funding research facilities and all and that case you'll have to go to a college um and another aspect of college is the you know the social part of it where yeah. you can talk to your friends build mm-hmm. a network yeah. be with your hostel mates so if we can somehow compensate the social part of it and if you're pursuing something that doesn't require research facilities or uh, like if it's like if it's not electronics or biotechnology if it's something like computer science then i think college can be easily skipped uh but then again there's this sort of bigotry in uh indian companies right especially for fresher roles uh they don't have a form of validation because india is a country of masses and this is a problem that a lot of job portals face whenever yeah. they put out a public job posting they get thousands of applications and in reality just two or three out of those thousand applications are actually relevant so even if they state that these are the skills required to apply people 
just apply, assuming that you know somehow luck is going to favor them and they'll get the job. While they don't understand that that's extra burden for the company, they they have to screen thousand applications for no reason. So if the and you know the person applying knows that he's going to get rejected because his you know skill sets do not uh, match the criteria, but mm-hmm. still he just applies. And this is the main reason why top companies prefer IIT, BITS, and uh, NITs, right? Because they do do not want to get into this huge hassle of you know spending hours and hours in screening applications. Instead, they can just go to these organi- organizations, sorry, colleges, view few applications, and then just shortlist them. That's a much easier process. Saves yeah. time, saves money. Um, so, as far as fresher job is concerned, and like some of the top MNCs, uh, the favoritism towards top colleges will exist um, at least for the next few decades. Uh, but when it comes to you know tier two, tier three colleges, in that case, you know whatever whatever skill sets like competitive coding or or your interview skills, your communication skills, that's what matters most. <laughs> and and that you were talking about uh, about having that community that you have in college, that's where your community comes in, right? So tell me a little about what Clinify is, what you've done with this platform, and uh, what are your future goals with it to the people who are living under a rock and have not already taken a look at it. <laughs> So, uh, like, I have this habit of sort of observing things that happen around me, right? I read every single comment. I try to read every single DM that I get. And somehow, in the back of my mind, I try to see what the trend is, what people are expecting, and, yeah. you know, what's happening in the Gen Z world. Uh, so, if I'm getting a question, like, say, 100 times, uh, if there's a question that says, how to get started with web development, if someone is asking this 100 times, like 100 different people asking this, and that's an indication that people are confused in that space, they actually want to explore it. Um, and in this process, I learned that few common questions that people asked was, uh, A, how to build a network, B was how to acquire skills, because when you go on the internet, it's, it's so much clutter, you have no clue. Yeah. Right. So these were the two main questions, how to get relevant people to hang out with and B is how to acquire a particular skill. It could be public speaking. It could be, uh, you know, learning how to code, something like that. And that's when I felt that India in general is a very unguided society, right? We usually follow what others are doing mm-hmm. or uh, it's more, it's, it's like a cookie cutter society, right? Um, we just listen to elders and blindly follow them. There was this entire concept of like mentoring people or guiding people and telling them how exactly they should, you know, uh, form their career path in order to be a little bit successful was absent. And yeah. this is something which was present in tier one colleges because in, in places like BITS or IITs, there are so many inspirations, right? Uh, maybe Abhinav Astana or Harsha. There are so many idols whom we look up to and then somehow follow their journey or in general, even if you just look around uh, and follow some students who are doing well, it just gives you some sort of guidance. And especially mm-hmm. at BITS, right? People are very helping. They go out of their way and just advise uh, juniors on what they can do next. But this entire concept of guidance wasn't present in other colleges. Most of them were clueless, right? Because if half of your class is just out there doing nothing and just you know, wasting time, that's not going to motivate you to do something better. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this is like, every time I made a simple video, even if I said something really simple, uh, like make a LinkedIn account, that made a huge difference in few people's lives. Like people got jobs, people got, uh, you know, freelancing gigs. So that's when I realized that they lack awareness. And that's something that we 
because we know at least a bit it's our responsibility to bring it out and tell everyone that these opportunities exist so that was the main purpose of the of the clinify society it's to bring awareness our motto is learn network grow so you learn from your peers you network with your peers uh, and then eventually with this we just create this conducive environment which just allows you to propel and grow and it is a community of 10000 people yeah Currently. and it is available on discord and telegram right yeah discord telegram and there's a whatsapp mm-hmm. newsletter all right everyone you can take a look at this community i will link it in the description so go take a look at this it's really amazing the people are really amazing in just helping each other out a really healthy communication conversations so do take a look at that but uh, now harish i want to talk a little bit about this you know i read a lot of uh, comments and everyone is talking about uh, is asking things like how can i get into this company how can i get my first client how can i you know just is trying to get road maps people want to get road maps to get to their end destination and so uh, the problem with road maps is that everything is well defined it's like you do these 450 questions uh, in dsa and in and then you can crack any uh, big company you do this and then you get your first client well that is not the best way you know like people who actually create these amazing things they don't have a road map they just wander and they go into the road less taken and then everyone is like how did you reach there tell me give me the complete road map what do you think about this uh, complete like uh, this perception that people have that i just need a road map and then i will be successful i think that this is uh, definitely something that india has they don't want to take risks and we always had that uh, mentality to seek jobs and not create jobs but what is your perception about this so i mean so in india since we were kids uh, we've been like spoon fed right for example in 10th boards uh, i remember you know a couple of my teachers said there's this thick book of 10 year past papers once you solve all these questions you lay boards in 11th mm-hmm. and 12th if it's something like physics people used to say read hc verma solve some questions and you lay physics so at every point in time we were given this prescription and we were like people were like just you know follow the schedule and you lay it Yeah. but it, when you just go out there and when you realize that there are so many things to do and there are so many different road maps or different uh, you know career paths it's natural to get confused right and that's when uh, things like experimentation things like exploring come into place things like curiosity come into place and naturally we haven't been trained to do so and people just get baffled at that point so i think road maps in a way makes sense uh by a road map what i mean is for example if i want to get into the stock market then what are the skills i should learn maybe it's uh, quantitative analysis maybe it's reading term sheets things like this that's that mm-hmm. could be a road map but it just gives you a sense of guidance right it's yeah. not that you can read these 24 pages and you'll become a huge stock market trader tomorrow mm-hmm. it's not that uh, i i've seen people sell courses on how to become an entrepreneur and i mean an entrepreneur by definition is someone who has not taken the risk who has taken the risk and who has ventured out yeah, right exactly. and if you're like just giving a book which tells you how to become an entrepreneur that just defeats the purpose it's mm-hmm. not even the definition right it's just like eliminating the risk so i think a small definitive guidance is great like if i want to get into machine learning if i just know what concepts to learn that's great but that doesn't mean that you know i'm given everything all at once like a college lecture uh, that just gives the curiosity yeah, that doesn't allow you to learn beyond what's taught yeah mm-hmm. exactly 
All right. That was kind of interesting. Uh, what do you think about these edtech startups that are booming who want to teach coding to, uh, to you know, like kids? And le- let's not take their names because, uh, you know, they have a, they have a habit of taking down videos. So, uh, you know, like these, these startups, they, they say that these kids can actually learn coding and then they, that can change their life. What is your uh, view on this whole field that has been growing since lockdown? Yeah. So A is the first question is, can coding change your life? Answer is yes, it can. Yeah. Uh, B is should kids learn to code? I would say yes, but not from a very young age, right? Because when you're really young, just explore as many things as you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're in like, say, eighth grade or ninth grade at that time, when you get a bit of exposure to code, it's good. Cause I, I believe everyone should get exposure to code. It's, yeah. it's going to become as common as speaking English, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking to a computer is only through code. And, you know, with code being involved in so many fields, it could be biology, it could be law, it could be, uh, you know, in the financial institutions, it, it, it's just imperative that you need to learn how to code. Uh, maybe the marketing strategy varies. The marketing strategy is something that's, you know, it, it's just meant to drive those emotions and buy the product. But apart from the marketing strategy, if you just look at the core concept of learning to code, I truly believe every sh- everyone should learn to code. And, and what do you think about the execution of what uh, they've done? So I, I really like the execution, to be honest. Uh, I've seen the platform myself. And, uh, you know, uh, I asked a guy to share the screen and I was just checking out the platform. Mm-hmm. It's very organized. It's pretty good. Uh, the concepts that they teach are also good. I'm mm-hmm. not sure about the quality of teachers, but yeah. the platform itself is something pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel that they have these marketing tactics saying that, uh, you know, your kid will create this app and will get funded and all that stupid stuff. And uh, people in India seem to say yes to that. Even I had my, my aunt, uh, she knows me, she knows that I like, that I can code and know a few basic uh, languages. And so she just uh, called me and she was like, uh, I'm, ha- I'm, I'm giving you this number of this guy who from a, from this tech company, and they want to talk to you because I am, uh, you know, my cousin, she was getting admission, her admission into this, this course, which will teach her to code. And so I just had a talk with them and what they were talking about was completely like out of the world. Like they were talking about your kid can literally change the world. Your, your kid has IQ similar to, uh, Barack Obama and all of these. Yeah. I think the reason why that happened was uh, Indians in general not spend, right? We are very hesitant to spend. Like mm-hmm. if I suggest a Udemy course today, if I be like, hey, I like Andrew Mead's Udemy course, 99% of the people would go to Google and type in Andrew Mead crack course, how to get <laughs> Andrew Mead's course exactly. for free. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the top search result in India, right? No one likes to pay to get value. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many Telegram channels which give out Netflix shows for free, which give out uh, Udemy courses for free. And even people from affluent families, that mentality itself is to not pay for things. Where do you think that mentality has come from? Because that's not available in Western countries, right? I think that mentality came because the per capita income of India is pretty less. Mm -hmm. And as a society, we've been trained to save a lot of money you know, keep it in fixed deposit, not spend it in the stock market because that's too risky, not mm-hmm. spend it in mutual funds because that's too risky, just keep it in fixed deposit. And plus, given the fact that uh, the per capita income is less, people just tend to spend on roti kapada makan, right? That's, that's the three things that they care about the most. And uh, while in other countries, they're more liberal about it. Like 
mostly uh, Americans just spend their last bit of salary on weekends. Uh, maybe yeah. they go to a theme park or just mm-hmm. and like when you spend on such things, it just keeps the economy running in a way. And uh, like both have its pros and cons. Like Indians have better savings compared to Americans. Americans tend to spend more and you know they go in debt. But at the same time, uh, you know Indians save too much and. there are certain aspects in life where you are supposed to spend for example if today i say a udemy course cost 300 bucks a person would not spend 300 bucks over there but he'll pay 2 lakhs in some random college and yeah. be like hey i'm getting more knowledge from there definitely so, that's what know, that's what like we have all of these uh, we do a lot of webinars like uh, core dam uh, is a lot of webinars with uh, these college students and we try to tell them that this is a uh, web developer uh like learning path and you can just learn this and after that you might actually get a freelance gig which would be completely more than what you've spent over here it would be completely uh, you know you can redeem that much money just by doing one client uh, project and even then no one really uh, pays heed to that i don't know what's happening over here exactly so i think that mentality needs to change people should at least like at least pay, uh, see i'm not supporting white hat junior or something Yeah. Uh, but all I'm saying is, spend on things that actually give you value. Spend on things which help you self-learn. Because as most companies say, even some of the top companies, they innovate every single day. And to innovate every single day, you should just keep learning. And if learning comes at a small cost, I'm not talking about spending exorbitant amount of money, like not lakhs and lakhs. But if it's just a couple of thousand rupees, then I think uh, that'll be a good decision because. Yeah. Uh, that way it just keeps your brain running and you can mm-hmm. keep learning there's this saying that uh, americans uh, earn to live and we indians we live to earn you know like we just we struggle a lot just to make ends meet and they just earn as much money as possible so that they can and live off i think there's another the reason involved over there uh, we don't i think kunal shah spoke about this today yeah. right? we don't yeah. trust people easily we just think that oh this guy is going to cheat me uh the moment you receive a cold call from icici bank you're like oh no I- i'm going to cut this call without even e- even if they like hello i'm from icici you just cut the call because you think oh this guy is going to try this yeah. this guy is going to sell me something or oh, definitely and yeah so I-, i think that needs to change we need mm-hmm. to sort of un- take a macroscopic view understand what reality is and then move forward right for example uh, zeroda right when zeroda first came in people were so skeptical like why would anyone give money to zeroda though it was a new player and it had like 0% brokerage but then eventually people got used to it so yeah. i think yeah that it'll mm-hmm. take time talking about startups what do you think about venture capital and uh, does the state that venture uh, capital is in right now because i see that a lot of these vcs they only put money into startups that seem really really promising and there's very less chance of them to take much risks it's like they ask you know like i sit in a lot of pitching uh, wherein kodam is pitching to a lot of other investors and they're like you know uh, show me your numbers show me how much mom can you grow show me how much what is your tam what is your sam and you know like show me all of these numbers and how big can you actually become can you become like a 100 million dollar company and if you cannot then don't even talk to me go away you know so that's that's literally what one of the investors told us and after that we like me and mehul were like what the heck is this person talking how is that even possible like if you we just took like a excel sheet and we started graphing that right now if if today's value of the business is this much and in 10 years we need to get it to 100 million dollars then how much do we need to grow every single year and it was just some some insane numbers that we had to just make up what do you think about this whole concept of uh, venture capital not trying to risk their money So 
see it's not about risking money it's more about what venture capitalism is in general right uh see when you want money you can go to a bank and take loan that's uh, and you just pay like i think 10 7% interest hmm. uh that's that's how traditional businesses have been functioning right hmm. uh but then there's one issue uh when it comes to taking loan a is that you need to give a collateral or uh, hmm. maybe it could could be like uh, you know your house or something unless you're and, like nirav modi <laughs> yeah just give some other guys house um uh, and b is that um the, like this is an advantage to be honest you just need to return uh, that amount plus like a percentage of the interest yeah. which is say let's let's assume it's 12% right so if i borrow 1 lakh from the bank all i need to return the bank is uh, how much 1 lakh 10000 Right, mm. that's the total amount I got returned. Yeah. Now comes the part of venture capitalism. Now, uh, like now, you might be like, why don't people just take loans then? If mm-hmm. uh, that's the case, uh, as I said, you need a collateral, yeah. and not everyone has a credit score to take a loan of say one crore, right? Um, and that's why venture capitalists came in and they were like, all right, I'll give you a crore. I won't take any collateral. I won't take anything in return. All I want is say an equity in your company. and then when you raise your next round i want like a 100x return mm. and words like 100x return 1000x return uh, 200x return this is all very common in the space of venture capitalism because that's the type of return they're looking at yeah. when sequoia invested in apple that's the return they got when sequoia mm-hmm. invested in say google that's yeah. the return they got and that's how the entire space of uh, venture capitalism works right so mm-hmm. uh, and now the thing is uh, you might have heard right 99% of the startups fail yeah. and what that means yeah. is 99% of the venture capitalists also fail because mm. they trust the company so it's a very blind bet and when you are putting a blind bet certain factors like markets like tam sam all of these uh, vanity metrics and uh, these market metrics come into play right because if he's not even ta- like he's just doing a blind bet he's not taking a collateral uh, like he has no liability towards you if your company fails even his money goes in the drain he is yeah. not going to sell your house and take it back right mm-hmm. so it's a very blind bet and in these cases um like this is often said right whenever you cold email a vc it means that it's not the right time to raise funds mm. a vc should approach you yeah exactly that's, that's what kunal shah was talking about in today's uh, exactly you know, yeah. that's how yeah. it's ideally supposed to happen mm-hmm. and uh, because when you are searching for funds it means that you're not you have not you haven't grown enough to be recognized in the ecosystem so i think that's how you should focus because mm-hmm. when you're growing month on month if you're doing say like 100% month on month growth then that's enough to sort of attract some uh, investor attention and trust me uh, these investment professionals are the biggest stalkers in india they 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 know every single linkedin profile even if you like randomly pull off a startup today somehow they come to know about it so yeah they just keep running these algorithms and they keep scraping the web for startups so don't worry uh, when you are growing at a fast pace uh, investors would approach you automatically like yeah mm-hmm. let's talk and, about uh, this said, the reason the reason is because they they also want a higher uh, return yeah. like 100x or 200 200x return and that's the reason they look at so many factors before investing but for the problem that i, I have been seeing and that, that that's just my own personal opinion is that a lot of the startups that are getting funded they don't solve like that big of an issue if you take a look at from the from the macro perspective uh, around the world there are many other example. really important huh example i'm i'm giving you the examples like you know things like global warming things like pollution these are these are big important problems and there there are not enough startups there are not enough 
VCs to fund these things because they just think that it's just not going to be possible and it's kind of a risky thing. So all they used to fund in fund startups are the ones who solve things like consumer internet businesses, you know, the traditional businesses. And I feel that that's uh, the problem right here. I think that makes sense because uh, like, to be honest, humans are selfish. Yeah. Right? So they would only invest in startups that give them money back. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if, uh, if someone invests in a startup that's solving for global warming, and if that doesn't have like a materialistic return, then people won't spend, right? Mm. Uh, no private equity company is going to pour in money over there. So I think things like global warming come under like corporate social responsibility or philanthropism. And uh, yeah, so that's the major reason they don't invest. But mm-hmm. things like people as big as the governments, uh, it's more of their responsibility because they have enough capital to invest in these places and actually make a change, especially in these European countries, right? There are mm-hmm. so many huge corporations which allocate some sort of their CSR towards these activities. And plus the government is also quite proactive over there. What are your future plans right now? Uh, you know, when the lockdown ho- opens up and hopefully it opens up before the next semester starts. Do you want to go to college? Do you want to go to the hostel? And uh, what will you be doing afterwards? Like, what are your plans right now? Uh, to be honest, I'm more focused when I'm at, when I'm at home. Yeah, exactly. Because, Me too. Uh, <laughs> and everyone is rooting to go back to hostel. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, hostel... I'm both have its pros and cons. Hostel yeah. is fun. You have your friends around. But then you have too much distraction. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just fine with either. <laughs> okay. And then what are your plans right now with your YouTube, your YouTube channel with, with Cleanify and uh, what, are you doing, what do you want to do next? Mm, like, I honestly don't know. So I'll just, you know. This is the exact same answer right? you gave me back in January. <laughs> Yeah. When I ask like, you what are your future you plans for YouTube channel years. and all. Even if you ask me like 10 years from now, I, it'll be the same answer. Because yeah. I, I don't really plan things. Like even when I have to start a day, mm-hmm. it's usually in the morning that I, I plan what to do next. Even if I have a test, I usually plan it out in the morning. So yeah, let's just see. Let's go with the flow. All right. Back in January, you were talking about monetizing your audience by trying to approach these coaching institutes to sponsor you for your channel. And now you've done something on yourself by you, by creating bits at bit by bit. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's been really amazing to watch you grow, bro. So I've take, I've stopped taking sponsorships recently yeah. mm-hmm. uh, because I don't know why it just feels as if I'm diluting my personal brand by taking sponsors because at the beginning of the video, I need to be like, Hey, this video was sponsored by XYZ. But isn't that what and everyone does? Yeah, everyone does it, but it just doesn't feel authentic to me, uh, at least in my case. Right? Uh, like there are so many people who, uh, who earn a living through YouTube and mm-hmm. through sponsorships, nothing against them. Yeah. But I just feel that, um, I just feel as if I'm faking it and not really caring about the product. Definitely. Uh, like so, even yeah. people like Aman Dhatarwal and all, uh, who are the top of this industry of ed- education field in YouTube, even they don't want to take in sponsorships. I think that ye pura like India ke jo hai, like this generation has this kind of a, you know imagination or, or this this mentality that whoever takes a sponsorship is not is not good. Whenever someone is making money outside of doing like a normal job, they are not doing something good, and we shouldn't trust them. I don't know why it is like this. Yes, like, that's yeah, that's not good to be honest, right? Because mm-hmm. you know we should uh, like 
even in, in Kunal Shah's talk, he said, right, people will be the first to blame when mm-hmm. someone fails. They'll they'll uh, like enjoy when someone fails. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of strange. People uh, write on in the comments, like, it's like, a big guy is and he's sold now and something like uh, that. Yeah. People don't like when others are trying to sort of make money or we just, mm-hmm. as a society, we're so much against money. People don't show off. Uh, like people advise that, hey, don't buy, don't buy an expensive car. Maybe mm-hmm. your neighbor would say something. So <laughs> it's all just embedded in a society and it will take quite a while to, you know, get over it. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of these questions asked by people. They're like, how to become an entrepreneur? And I just ask them, why do you want to become an entrepreneur? And they're like, I don't know. It, it seems something like a, like a cool thing. While it is so hard from what I have seen, uh, you know, seeing you and seeing, uh, you seeing Mehul grow as a person, it's really hard, the work that you have to do. And, you know, like, I don't know why people want to do entrepreneurship. Sure, they, they do see the returns. But what do you think about this whole concept of people wanting to become, you know, entrepreneurs and all that so, it's called? Yeah, so recently, I had a WhatsApp message from some guy who said, uh, if I become a co-founder, will it help me in internships? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know. People just think that, like, we're just so used to this J mentality that we just try to make everything like J, right? As yeah. if you prepare and then you sort of get a rank. Mm-hmm. Uh, same happened with coding also, like, recently. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think now people are trying to do that with entrepreneurship. A couple yeah. of days back, I would name the company. They called me up and they were like, hello, sir, we are teaching entrepreneurship. Would you like to enroll in our course? <laughs> How is that even possible? Teach. Right. Uh, that's I mean, there are books, there are books that are really good, like zero to one by Peter Thiel. That's a really good book that can give you stories of people, stories of people that have built businesses, but at the end, it's, it's all about how you execute it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's not entrepreneurship, right? That's yeah. more of like sharing experiences, sharing mm. their perspective of how the startup world functions and you can't really teach entrepreneurship because ultimately it's just solving a problem and entrepreneurship could be as simple as someone in college working on a project like for example if kratos tomorrow if tesla or sorry space spacex funds kratos that could become like a venture so it's just solving a problem consistently and if you're really passionate about that problem you just sort of scale it up so I don't think if uh, that could be actually taught, right? Solving a problem cannot be uh, like taught. It's a very generic term. Yeah. And everyone has different problems. Everyone has different aspects uh, and Mm -hmm. approaches to sort of tackle it. And what do you think about this, uh, this craze of entrepreneurs, people wanting to become an entrepreneur without having a real idea? What do you think about that? So see, even I've been in that phase, right? Earlier, I used to sort of introduce myself saying, Hey, I'm Harish. I'm the co-founder, founder of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And recently I just realized that it doesn't hold much weight and I shouldn't be doing things which just make me seem cool. So I, I, I don't know. I just try to like the entire perception of, you know, the glamorizing of entrepreneurship, the glamorizing of, uh, you know, uh, selling a company or raising funds has gone away because, um, like the more you study, the more you watch sort of five combinator videos or more you read, read something like uh, Paul Graham's essays. Uh, that's when you realize that it's not that simple and there's a lot to it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, it's not as simple as Dan Locke or Ty Lopez showing off their <laughs> cards. And, houses. Uh, and I used to be that kind of guy who used to watch these videos, but then as you sort of learn how the ecosystem is, 
that's when you realize that hey oh, that's not how it works so yeah i just mm-hmm. try to keep it subtle and not glamorize it too much because it's not going to work anyway right let your actions speak rather than you know you posing in front of some car and then putting a picture on instagram that's stupid yeah, yeah. exactly so uh, who are the- seen this thing on instagram where uh, people just stand in front of random cars they take a picture and especially women suspiciously uh, i don't know about that <laughs> yeah. i just put a hashtag it says hashtag #startups hashtag exactly like i follow hashtag and #entrepreneur when i okay. click on their profile it says yeah. digital marketer i'll 100x your leads some blah 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 no no i i got to see this this uh, this person today and it was like hashtag #entrepreneur and instagram suggested me that profile i clicked on the profile and that entrepreneur was actually a network marketer mlm is oh, going yeah. on and they call it that as entrepreneurship yeah i mean i know it's just fine yeah. don't really tag yourself as an entrepreneur just keep working on whatever you're doing mm-hmm. it's totally fine no one really cares man everyone has a life to sort i know whom we are trying to prove ourselves to so yeah. just you know keep going just keep doing whatever you're doing and let your actions speak right or don't do heavy pr and start glamorizing unnecessary things do you like the hustle of uh, creating businesses like you've created you've created bit uh, bit side bit by bit and clinify and uh, you've also worked upon ulock so like what's the best part that you like about this and what's the worst part about it that you enjoy mm the best part is that it keeps me engaged so as you say right an empty mind is a devil's workshop and when i'm engaged it helps me accelerate my learning process like especially for ulock when we were building the dashboard I learned Node.js in a month, and I couldn't have done that if I wasn't building it, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like you know, necessity is the mother of invention, blah blah blah. Yes. I think necessity just act, helps you accelerate whatever you're doing. And uh, even in case of Clinify, I didn't know how to use Discord, but now we handle a community of six thousand students on Discord. So it just helps you accelerate things, and it's so fun because you're doing something that you're really passionate about. It's something. like at clinify every single day i get to meet so many people from across the world and talk to them which in itself uh, just broadens my horizons and teaches me so many new things um the english sessions that happen every day on clinify every day i get to listen like 50 other perspectives and we are so narrow minded right like we we don't get to listen to a lot of perspectives uh, like i don't know what what's the perspective of a person coming from a really remote village in bihar i don't know what's the perspective of an irish guy Uh, mm-hmm. sitting somewhere in europe right so it just teaches you a lot about how the world works how people think and um, then you know observe trends so that's something that i really enjoy uh, like even during lectures i spend most of my time on discord so if that's the amount of dedication you have then that's pretty cool it does like i just keep coming up with the, with these random ideas while sleeping so at like 3 am i'll just wake up open up my notes app and sort of type it out Mm-hmm. and yeah, that's something that i enjoy it just keeps me keeps me going mm-hmm. who are the top pe- people that you like to follow and you have learned a lot from them uh a is kunal shah it's not that i'm like a, a worshipper of kunal shah yeah. but i like the fact that he just sort of spits facts yeah exactly he, uh, like he did his f- philosophy in ba uh ba in philosophy and uh, after that he dropped off and i was i was like yesterday i was listening to his podcast episode with cyrus uh mm-hmm. and then i was listening a bunch of other conversations that he's been on and he seems like to be really interesting and he has really great insights mm-hmm. like more than i mean see not 100% of it could be true right 
maybe some something might be uh, just his opinion mm-hmm. but the way he enforces facts the way he make the way he sells his vision is something phenomenal right and that's something i can learn from him then nitin kamath for sure mm-hmm. uh, the way he bootstraps eroda yeah uh, and finally i would say um, there's this guy called uh, gary tan i know about him yeah he, uh, he used to be like a y combinator partner right yeah now he is at initialize capital mm-hmm. and yeah so the, these are the guys who actually understand how uh, you know the world works they they they, they have a much broader perspective compared to people like you and me right and mm-hmm. that in a way helps us too and given the fact that they put out so much online content uh, helps you know people like you and me well kunal shah's tweets have been really amazing to just take a look at look at them mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what are the top books that you would recommend to people who want to get into business and who want to learn about how organizations work? What would those be? So my number one book recommendation would be Swipe to Unlock. Okay. Um, it's an amazing book that tells about all major technologies, right? And especially today, I'm surprised when people in some corporate world are like, "Hey, how? Like, is there something called Google Sheets? How do I use that?" Uh, <laughs> like, a lot of people still pay for Excel and uh, like a lot of people aren't aware of the tools available uh at their uh like right beside them so i think swipe to unlock is a great way of knowing how the entire technology ecosystem works it's like a summary of technology in a couple of pages so i think everyone needs to know a bit of tech and that's a great way of getting started um the second book would be um sapiens okay and by yuval major region, reason why uh, i like yeah uh the major reason is because um like it's it's such an amazing journey right uh, we we just don't celebrate the fact that you're so smart um we just don't think that we've been we 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 are like the smartest species on planet earth and we just don't rejoice at fact and mm-hmm. reading that book really made me realize that um then in the last 40 years the amount we have progressed is just insane yeah and Yeah so that just tells me sort of like life in mm-hmm. general and also understand human psychology and the way humans have been progressing some instincts and stuff like that so yeah these would be top two recommendations you don't seem to read a lot of books do you read uh, like what books do you read so i don't really complete books right wait okay. i have my kindle right there yeah. i have like 30 books mm-hmm. and all of them are like half read It's exactly like your Udemy account. You have so, so, yeah. so many of these uh, I mean, accounts. There are bunch of <laughs> courses over there. Yeah, I mean there are a bunch of books like all these generic startup books like zero to one. Um, this uh, lean startup. Um, yeah, and then there's this uh, book by uh, the Helion Ventures guy. I forgot forgot its name. Yeah, so it's about venture capitalism in general. I'll mm-hmm. link it up later. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are these bunch of books. Uh, when you go to uh like your uh amazon if if you click on a book like 0 to 1 you get like a bunch of recommendations yeah. and these are like the general books that you should be reading so mm-hmm. i think just go to amazon recommendations you get good readings good suggestions all right let, let, let's just close this conversation with one last question uh this is going to be something personal and i want to ask you and that is what is your uh what is your opinion on relationships while in this stage of life when you're in college or when you're you know very early on because i think that a lot of the teenagers or people who are getting into college have this weird perception of what it's going to be like you know from movies or from what they've seen online 
what do you think about this this notion because you know like you remember when we were when we finished this episode last time in january we were going back to our hostels and i just asked you bro do you are you looking out for a girl and you were like yeah bro i'm looking out for one <laughs> okay uh, unfortunately that still hasn't happened yeah <laughs> uh, but this is my uh, view on relationship um it's totally fine uh to be in a relationship if that's the way you're getting your emotional support if yeah. you need someone by your side and mm-hmm. if you have if you share common interests then it's a good thing to be in a relationship like that's so natural right that's how humans are uh, that's how humans live uh in college yes like doesn't matter if it's college right it's totally fine if you have a relationship uh in my case uh, like the reason i'm i'm not actively you know out yeah. there in the dating scene mm-hmm. or something is because I don't know. I just no, but you don't like have much delegate. time, right? Like, do you have time to yeah, like chat with exactly. the, or pe- people like, hey, how are you doing? How was your dinner like, and all that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's the right way of doing it. But still, uh, <laughs> I'm new to this. I don't know. I've had some pretty yeah, bad so, experiences. I don't know. I just, I just don't get time to just get involved. Like, I have a lot of friends, but mm-hmm. I don't. I was significant other exactly bro like even i have had like really bad time in 2020 i have not been able to even like talk to my own friends uh, i don't know i just don't have the time i just enjoy doing what i do and that's pretty much it and people sometimes ask me these questions and i'm like i don't even have the time what are you talking about <laughs> mm. i don't know maybe let's see yeah but like do you think should people actually like go for relationships when they don't personal even have choice. huh personal choice man Yeah, but See, relationship is not a burden, right? It's mm-hmm. not that oh, I have a girlfriend. That's that, and now I'm gonna go in debt. Yeah, like, that's that. <laughs> If that then, happens, then you should definitely probably not be in that relationship. I would say. <laughs> yeah. So if if it's sort of amplifying your growth, or if it's mm-hmm. just sort of supporting you, um, and it's not degrading you in life, then I think it's a good choice. Hmm. All right well thank you so much for joining us it was a long conversation uh, what would be the one thing that you would tell to people who are still watching for like i don't i don't know 50 minutes or something what would be your message to them just keep experimenting just keep doing anything and everything that comes to your mind mm-hmm. do not think about whether society is going to tell you uh, in at least in my case half of the people do not know that you can earn through youtube or things like that so yeah. just keep just keep experimenting and doing whatever you think is feasible Mm-hmm. All right, bro. Thank you so much for joining. I hope uh, the people would be able to get some value out of this, guys. If you have any other question, you can reach out to Harish on his Instagram. I will link it in the description. Or if you have any more questions, you can also just drop a comment, and I will be sure to answer those. Thank you so much for joining, and thank you so much, Harish. Yeah, and sorry for being cheerless. I am a bit sick. So yeah, yeah. Next time, no problem, I'll bro. Be cheerful. <laughs> So yeah that was the episode let me know what you think about this in the comment section below if you enjoyed if you have any questions for him you can take a look at his youtube channel his instagram handle in the description and uh, also if you are still watching this video and you have watched it entirely from the beginning to the end right now thank you so much you are the people who really motivate me to keep creating these these podcast episodes these informative videos so you guys are the real power uh, that is driving my motivation and thank you so much for being here with uh, me in this journey so yeah thank you so much and if you have been watching this video till the very end if you enjoyed make sure that you also follow me on instagram i post there pretty much daily thank you so much and i'll see you all in the next video bye bye